Every single time Hunter wakes up from a nap these days, he's asking for a snack and it's usually a fruit snack. And I used to say heck no to all kinds of fruit snacks and goodies like that because I hated all of the artificial dyes, harmful ingredients, and the ridiculous amount of sugar that they have. And while I still am a big proponent in not having all of those things all the time, I find so much hope in knowing that Thrive Market has me covered and has Hunter covered for not just all of those sweet fun treats, but also other essentials while keeping him safe and healthy. And it's honestly become a fun little tradition for Michael and I to sit down and pick out our Thrive Market order. They're so amazing and such our go-to for delicious snacks and pantry essentials and so much more. Their app is so easy to use and everything is delivered to our doorstep in a matter of days, which drastically reduces my stress level because making time to go to the grocery store is my least favorite thing to do. Plus, I'm obsessed with their standards. They restrict literally 1,000 plus harmful ingredients and they only allow the most trusted ingredients for you. I mean, even last order, I saved $20 and got an incredible deal on the poppy probiotic sodas that I love. Plus, it's not just good for your family. When you join Thrive Market, they also gift a membership to a family in need, which is the greatest. So let's save time and money and shop Thrive Market today. Go to thrivemarket.com slash truthtalks for 30% off your first order. Plus, you get a $60 gift for free. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash truth talks. Thrivemarket.com slash truth talks. You're listening to Truth Talks with Tara. The purpose of this podcast is to help you know, love, and live God's word. My name is Tara and I'm your host slash new best friend. Each week, we'll dive into the depths of scripture together. We'll answer questions that we all have as believers, have hard but good conversations, unpack passages in the Bible, and have deep, encouraging conversations with some amazing guests. My prayer is that God would use this podcast to grow your love and knowledge of his word so that you can live for him more. Are you ready, friend? Let's get into it. How's it going, sweet friend? Welcome back to another episode of Truth Talks with Tara, or welcome if you are new and this is the first episode you're listening to. My name is Tara, and I'm so excited to be here. It is one of my favorite things to be able to sit down with you or be with you on the go, whatever your day looks like, and have a conversation about the Lord to help us know, love, and live God's word more. So today we're going to be talking about anxiety, as you've seen by the title, which is a really hot button topic. And you know, as I was thinking about this, it's not just a new thing. Anxiety is been around for forever. Adam and Eve had anxiety. David, King David had anxiety. There's a lot of anxiety going around. But I think right now we're in this really tender time, especially with social media, especially with so much information flooding our lives and even just the climate that our world is in that causes a lot of anxiety. And so I wanted to have a conversation today rooted in God's word about what it looks like to be anxious for nothing. Like Philippians 4, 6 through 7 talks about. That's what we're going to be talking a lot about today. And that's our main passage. But before we do that, I wanted to read an awesome review and just thank an amazing listener and supporter of the podcast. Lately, we've had some amazing and encouraging and just humbling reviews, which you can do on Apple Podcasts to help the podcast. And so I want to read one and just really thank you and also just emulate how much this aligns with what I want the podcast to do, what God wants the podcast to do. So 
A. Eastman says, I recently started listening to this podcast and let me tell you, I've already listened to five of them. Tara speaks with so much joy and wisdom. She's always wonderful at encouraging everyone and giving great tips on how to follow Christ. I love each speaker on her show and everything that they share. If you're feeling down, far away from God, or simply just looking for words of encouragement, I totally recommend listening to this podcast. Tara, you are a light and I'm so grateful God has given you this wonderful gift of preaching his word to all. So first of all, thank you so much, sweet friend, for that review. I am humbled by your compliments and your encouragement, and I'm also humbled that that God is just sharing exactly what I want this podcast to be and what he wants this podcast to be, to be something that's biblically rooted, that we have amazing conversations with friends that help you to know God's word and draw you closer into relationship with him. So I just wanted to take a moment and thank A. Eastman and all of you who have reviewed the show for how you've helped us. It's not only encouraging to my heart and so fun and a bright spot in my day, but it helps the podcast to reach more people. And when people are looking through reviews, your words really help them join this community for God's glory. Again, that's all it's about. So I want to take a little segue, but I also wanted to get into our conversation now about being anxious for nothing, how to to not be anxious, how to practically put that into action, how to fight it, how to wage war against anxiety on a daily basis. So without further ado, let's get into the conversation. Okay, so like we said in the intro, anxiety is nothing new, (laughs) but I bet you can agree with me that our world is saturated in anxiety more than ever. I know there are so many studies, and I didn't look them up, but there's even just so many secular studies that talk about how many people are anxious right now, the ages of anxiety, how people are anxious earlier on in their lives, meaning younger in their lives. So it's just kind of crazy, and it feels more evident. So I wanted to talk about it today because God's word, God's timeless word that's been around for forever has a lot to say about anxiety in this current day. So I want to talk about it. You know, when we think about anxiety, a lot of times we think about the physical symptoms that come with it first. To be super honest, I've had some anxiety lately um, about being pregnant, about giving birth, about being a new mom. I think I would be lying if I said that Michael and I have not been a little bit anxious about the changes that are coming and that, you know, growing a human and raising a human and how that is going to change. And so we've had anxiety about that. And I've also had anxiety about a lot of projects that God has put in my life. Some really good things, which we can have anxiety over good things. But so I've just had some anxiety over the workload and all the things. And so this is also really well timed for me because God knew that I needed this reminder. But honestly, raise your hand if you have ever experienced any of these symptoms like your chest tightening, feeling uneasy, maybe being restless, not getting sleep, maybe you have fear of people and social gatherings, panic attacks, your blood pressure rises, or just being immobile, like just like wanting to sit on the couch and do nothing, which don't get me wrong, I'm a big proponent for just taking a day and being chill and relaxing and not doing anything. So don't hear me wrong on that. But those are some of the physical things that can happen to our bodies, which is just such a reminder that anxiety affects every aspect of our lives, you know? So I'm excited to talk about all the different aspects of anxiety, but mainly just the spiritual side today. But there's a lot of physical side effects, and I'm sure you have felt some of those, if not all of those at one time. I'm also just thinking right now, how much the media and how much our phones and all the information in our world really plays into our anxiety. Like I can even just be scrolling Instagram or Facebook and I see 
see a headline, I see a, a news article, I see a blurb, and all of a sudden my blood pressure spikes. I get anxious. I'm like, what is happening to our world? There's so many what ifs. And maybe not even just world related, but your own personal lives. And so I think this age, 2020, 2021, I mean, we're in 2021. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I just think this age is a breeding ground for a lot of more anxiety because we have so much more information and that can be overwhelming. Overwhelm leads to anxiety in a lot of cases. So as we've just kind of laid the groundwork, let's now move into, is there an antidote? Like all of this, knowing all of this, is there a way that we can actually face our fears in Christ? And how do we wage war against anxiety and put it to death within us? You know, there's a really popular passage like we talked about in the intro that we're going to be digging into, and that's Philippians 4, 6 through 7. And the first part of that verse, I'm sure you know it, says, do not be anxious about anything. That's what Paul says. And that sounds simple, right? Like, like Paul's just saying, no, duh, like don't be anxious about anything. Like how in the world does Paul expect us not to be anxious? But I'm just going to be honest, no matter your situation, no matter your life, no matter the things that go on, there will always be anxieties. We will all always have anxieties, but that's just the first half of the verse. So let's keep reading it together. So the first half is do not be anxious about anything. And the second half is but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. So there's a two-step process in this verse, right? Number one, Paul says, do not be anxious about anything, but we can do that because of step two, because we have the tools of prayer, supplication, thanksgiving, and dependence at our disposal in Christ. Now, I think we live in a world now, too, that really promotes self-help books, which I have a whole opinion on those kind of things, secular self-help books and all the things. And we like to say mantras and we like to say phrases and just repeat them over us, uh, secular affirmations that just tell us things about us. But I want to say that this isn't a magical mantra. You know, do not be anxious about anything. This isn't a magical sentence that just erases all of our fears and anxieties. That's not what God meant it to be, you know, as much as I wish it were true we can't just speak this verse over our lives and it'll automatically just flip a switch and you know the reality is just asking God to take away our anxiety will not lift our anxieties automatically either you know studies shows that anxiety can also have biological and neurological factors inside of our bodies meaning physical you know we're talking about the physical symptoms it also has a physical aspect to it but i also want to remind you that god is bigger i've heard a lot of people in the christian church say that i can't overcome anxiety because it's a neurological biological part of me but i want to remind you although that may be true that god is bigger that god has power and dominion over everything And that's just not in, you know, the creation you see outside your window, but the way that he created you. The promises and truths he gives us in his word are real, powerful, and effective. That God has control over maybe the biological and neurological things that are going on in your mind. And he also has control over the anxieties of the things around you. So I just want to remind you that because I think that's a big lie that our world gives into and even some believers give into is that it's just a part of us. But no, God has power over that and like we're going to be talking about today he has a process and he has a promise for us so 
Let's just break this down. So let's answer some questions. What is needed to overcome anxiety? What is needed to fight against it and loosen its hold on our lives? So first of all, I think what we need to remember and what God's word, not even just what I think, <laughs> I say I think a lot, but we're, we're going back to God's word. What God's word reminds us that we need to recognize that we can't fight alone. We need to recognize that we need God's help and that we are not strong enough on our own. And we need to recognize that we need a better and more skilled doctor to diagnose our problems. And we have him. His name is Jesus Christ. And so humility and admitting and confessing is needed. So let's think about it this way. There are deep-seated issues in our lives. You know, for me, if I were to take you back in time in my testimony, one of the biggest things that I remember as far as a deep-seated issue or sin in my life was when I was in a sophomore, a sophomore in high school, and I was lying to my parents almost every day, telling them that I was somewhere when I wasn't because I wanted to sneak around with my ex-boyfriend. <laughs> um, honestly, a very low point in my life, but it wasn't until the Holy Spirit really got a hold of me and I realized that it was a problem that I could begin the process of healing. So, you know, when we think about it that way, you see that we need to see with our spiritual eyes that there's actually a problem, meaning that we actually have anxiety, admitting to God, admitting to ourselves that we're anxious and fearful and that that won't push us away from God. Rather, it'll actually draw us closer. So I think sometimes we're afraid to admit to God that we're weak and that we're fearful and we're anxious because maybe God will see us as, you know, not capable, that he won't see us or love us as much. But actually, when we admit and we confess to the Lord, it actually draws us closer to him because it shows that we're honest and that we're dependent on him. So I don't want you to buy into the lie that your anxiety or sin or mess is ever too big for God. This idea of humility and confessing and just being honest with the Lord about our anxieties actually comes from 1 Peter 5, 6-7. I'm now seeing that all the passages we're doing are verses 6-7, which is pretty cool. But the Apostle Peter in 1 Peter 5 tells us this. This is the verse. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the right time he may exalt you, cast all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. So what was that first word? Humble. Humble yourselves. The Apostle Peter tells us that humility is key. It's non-negotiable, not only in our everyday lives. We're called to be just humble people, but humility is required in this process of waging war against anxiety. And honestly, you know, before I really dug into this verse, I wouldn't have told you right off the bat, oh, the antidote to anxiety is humility. But when we think about it this way, it's so, it, it just makes so much more sense. Humbling ourselves, this looks like admitting that we're weak and anxious like we talked about. And perhaps admitting that maybe we're not leaning on the Lord like we should be. I know that when I'm anxious, I recognize and I realize it, it's not always nice and pretty. It doesn't always feel good. But I, I have to admit that I'm not trusting the Lord or leaning on him like I should be in those moments. And so the last thing that Peter tells us is that we should admit that we need help to cast our anxieties. That we can't do it alone. Like we can't fight on our on our own. And we don't just need anyone's help. Like, I can't just go to a self-help book. I can't just do it within myself to help myself, but we need God's help. 
And so we need to cut down this lie that admitting our weaknesses and our needs is pathetic. That's something I believe that the world has programmed into our minds that we have to be self-sufficient boss babes to get the job done. I know you've seen the Instagram post that maybe we don't need anyone because we have everything within ourselves. You know, that actually sounds pretty good on the surface. Like I've fed into that lie many times too, that like I'm, I'm strong, I'm type A, I'm very passionate, I'm a hard worker. I can do this, and it sounds good on the surface, but it's actually really toxic for us as Christians. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. 2024 has simultaneously felt like the longest and shortest year. Our little family has gone through so many highs and lows and joys and valleys. I mean, Hunter's growing up so crazy and our calendars are so crazy. And this is usually the time of year where so many of us give up on our New Year's resolutions. And while some of mine have not panned out, to be honest, there are some that have. I am personally really proud of my consistent workout routine this year. It has been something that has been so off and on since having Hunter. It's also given me so much mental clarity to be physically active. I'm also really proud that I have instilled regular rhythms of rest in my life and not just rest when I'm burnt out, which was usually the norm. When life moves so quickly, let's just slow down and celebrate our little wins and move forward in faith and make adjustments for the rest of the year. This is your little mid-year check-in. Therapy can help you take stock of your progress and set achievable goals for the rest of the year. So if you're thinking about giving therapy a try, try BetterHelp to keep you on track. It's entirely online, so it flows with your lifestyle, and you can select a therapist that fits your needs and beliefs, but also feel the freedom to switch at any time to find the best match. Therapy gives you the space to talk about the good, the bad, the ugly, and process it, which can be really hard on your own. So visit betterhelp.com slash truth talks today and get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash truth talks. You see, dependence on God in that case is no longer a beautiful thing, but it's actually something that's pushed to the side by the world. And it's really easy to get caught up in that lie. Has anyone ever told you that maybe you're a glass half empty or glass half full kind of person? They're usually talking about reality and the way that you see life. And when we talk about reality, I think we would all admit that we want to live in reality. We want to live in what is true and maybe not sugarcoat it or not be naive to what's going on. So in this case, case, admitting that we have anxieties and that we have weaknesses is reality. It's just plain and simple. Even though our pride tells us that we're, we can do it on our own, that nothing's wrong with us, deep down inside we know that we're sinful human beings and that that's just the, what happened after the fall of God. And so honestly, I mean, I have anxiety about certain things, whether I admit it or not, and you will too. We can stuff anxieties deep down inside of us and not admit them. Or the flip side, the better way is admitting them. Because like Peter tells us in that passage we just read, we then are giving ourselves up to the Father who promises to help us and bear our burdens. So when we really stop and think about it in that way, why wouldn't we admit and confess and release our burdens to the creator of the universe who has way more power to help us? Just because usually we're stubborn, right? I can raise my hand and say, I'm stubborn a lot of the times. And that's why I don't admit and confess to the Lord that I am weak and I need help. But if we just put on humility, that first step, we can admit that we need help from the Lord. And it's going to make this process so much more smoother. So let's just kind of keep going. 
First in this process, we need to recognize that we can't do it alone, but that's actually a blessing. We've just talked about this. Once we do that, Philippians 4, 6 through 7, like we read earlier, makes a whole lot more sense. Let me tell you. Let me read the passage again for us because this is where we're anchoring. This is where we're landing today. Philippians 4, 6 through 7. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So when our hearts are postured in humility, step one, we can then begin implementing this passage. We can then begin by casting our anxieties before the Lord in prayer, supplication, and thanksgiving. So think of humility and recognizing and admitting as our first step. So let's move on now. Casting your cares is a really weird but honestly beautiful phrase. So let's break it down. I actually saw an Instagram devotional caption that I wrote like a year ago and I used this example when it was talking about casting your cares. And so I wanted to bring it up because I thought it was a good visual. So take this in your mind and imagine picking up your anxieties and putting them in a cardboard box, like one of those boxes that you move stuff in, right? Imagine literally picking up your anxieties over school, maybe your anxiety over the future, your anxiety over the political and pandemic scene, whatever those anxieties are, whatever that may be for you. Imagine picking them up with your hands, putting them in that cardboard box, duct taping that box shut, and handing the entire moving box over to God. He's reaching out. He's taking the box from you. Your hands are empty. Then another kind of analogy I like to use is imagine that maybe you're out on the water with a fishing pole in your hand. Now, I don't really know anything about fishing because I didn't grow up doing it, but I think we can all get the gist. Imagine casting your line, which means throwing your fishing line into the water and leaving it there. You're not pulling it back or reeling it back in. I don't know about you, but I love these visuals because they really help me visualize obviously this concept and so now that we have that visual in our minds let's nerd out let's geek out a little bit are you with me i'm excited in the greek language which is what the new testament was written in there is this world called repto and it is this word that describes cast that word of casting and what repto means is it means to throw off um i honestly just came in the other day from a major rainstorm get got out of my car got into my house and I repto I cast off my coat so think about it this way you're peeling the coat away from your body and you throw it off so it's not attached to you anymore repto is this verb it's this active word it's not passive you know we learn in school that verbs are active and they're not passive and so this is something that requires movement on our part and it also requires repetition a verb is active a verb is constant And so repto or casting is this daily action. So casting our cares is something that we need to do daily to throw off our anxieties, throw them off of us and on to God. And this honestly may sound exhausting, but we all know the truth in the matter. That God doesn't always take our anxieties away the minute we pray for them. I mean, raise your hand if that's happened to you. You've asked God to take something away and he hasn't answered it in the first five seconds of your prayer. He doesn't always deliver us in our timeline. He always doesn't answer in our timeline. But here's the hope. What happens when we cast? It gives us peace. It positions us in this place of dependence and humility like we talked about. And casting also frees us up from that burden and from worrying that we can instead recall and remember God's promises in our lives. 
So now that we've kind of gotten that little nerd moment out of the way, I love digging into those words. Let's go back to Philippians 4, 6 through 7. So now that we've done that, you're probably wondering how prayer and supplication and thanksgiving could possibly help with anxiety. So growing up, I would read this verse. My parents would tell me, you know, go into your bedroom and read this verse when you're anxious. And, you know, it seemed nice and Christian-y. Like, duh. The obvious answer is to pray and be thankful, right? That seems like the cliche Christian answer to everything. But here's the deal. When we're talking about prayer, when Paul's talking about prayer in this verse, he is talking about the broader sense, a simple simply the communication with God. So we know the basics of prayer, although someday I'd love to go deeper into it with you here on the show. Prayer is this broader word that talks about a conversation with God. But supplication, if you haven't heard of it before, or let's just do a little refresher, is a type of prayer or a category or an offshoot of prayer that asks God to do something or us requesting things from him. Now, I think you can hear me and agree with me on this. Many of our prayers go unanswered. Like we pray to God and we ask him for things, but they go unanswered. But mainly God says a lot in the word of God that a lot of our prayers go unanswered because we just simply don't ask him. I mean, Jesus's New Testament sermons, a lot of them tell us that we receive not because we do not ask. Now, I want to be very clear. We know that this doesn't mean that Jesus is a magical vending machine. (laughs) And as long as we ask, we'll get whatever it is. Supplication is like, I don't know, I like to call it a dependence prayer. So it's going to God acknowledging that he alone can give us what we need, not necessarily what we want, while recognizing that we need help. So supplication basically is this powerful prayer in the respect of casting our anxieties because God wants to know. He wants to hear our hearts and what's causing us to fear and to worry. And yes, God already knows our requests and our supplications before we ask them, but he does ask us to ask him to seek out and to make our requests known to him because he wants our participation. He wants us to make steps towards him. And why is so we can demonstrate that we need him and we depend on him. I think it's really awesome to know that God already knows what we want and he also knows what he needs and he knows what he's going to give us. But God wants our participation. He wants our step towards him. He wants our involvement. And that's what supplication is about. So let's move on to Thanksgiving. And it's more than just writing down a laundry list of thanks, although that's important. It's more than the holiday that is coming up. Thanksgiving is this guard of sorts or an antidote to anxiety as much as it is a daily practice. Thanksgiving in this verse in Philippians 4, 6 through 7, it guards our hearts against whining, complaining, and fear. So how does it do this? Well, think about it with me. Thankfulness and anxiety are a lot like oil and vinegar. They don't mix well, right? When you mix any kind of oil with any kind of water, it doesn't mix well. And most of the time, anxiety, like when I'm thinking about my personal life, anxiety makes me feel like a whiny, fearful, anxious, obviously anxious, irritable complainer. That's what anxiety does to me. So thankfulness on the other side, on the flip side, is actually this really cool gift that God gives us in times of anxiety. Because when we're thankful, we can't really be whiny and fearful and irritable because we're thankful. And remember, now, thankfulness isn't only possible when things are going really well, when all of our ducks are in a row. and But that's why God says we can be thankful in the midst or in the middle of anxiety. 
because there's always something to be thankful for. There's always at least God and his promises and our salvation to be thankful for. And so that's what Paul means about being thankful and praying with thankfulness. Because again, it can seem like the super cliche word, but that's the power of being thankful and using that as a weapon or a guard against anxiety. So in the end, the peace of God is promised to us. Throughout that process of waging war against anxiety, peace is a promise that comes to guard our hearts and minds against anxiety. The end of Philippians 4, 6-7 tells us that the peace of Christ, which surpasses all understanding, will come and guard our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So that's the end result. That is what we hope for. Even if our anxieties do not get automatically fixed, we will have the peace of God. And the peace of God, I love to think of it this way, it keeps us strong in the midst of anxiety because let's be honest when you feel anxious about something when I feel anxious about something doesn't it feel like your world is crashing down like I could just dissolve and crumple into tears at any moment sometimes it gets that bad but the peace of Christ that guards our hearts makes us steady and makes us a steady palace or a steady place like Spurgeon says we will still experience anxiety even if they still remains we can have that peace of God That's that amazing nuance and tension in Christ is that we can be in the midst, in the middle of something horrible and something anxiety-filled and still have peace, which I think is incredible. So as we close this episode, I want to remind us all, and sweet friend, remember that I'm speaking to myself here too. I'm preaching to myself. You're not alone in this. I want to remind us to identify the root, to put up a good defense against the anxieties in our lives. And also remember to seek for humility, not just in who we are as Christians, but when we are anxious to seek for humility. Now, if you know a little bit about me, you know that I come from a farming family. We have a bunch of acres here in Oregon, grow hazelnuts. We've done all the farming things. So I love to think of like agricultural metaphors. So let's just, just indulge me here for a second. We can't uproot weeds in our lives without identifying them. Just think about it. You can't pull a weed without recognizing that it's there first, right? Any gardener or any farmer will tell you that it's probably not the best idea to just see the weeds and cover them up with more dirt and just brush them over. Yeah, you may not be able to see them for a while, but their roots will continue to grow deeper and they'll eventually pop out of that dirt. They won't stay down for long. And so you and I, in this fight against anxiety, we need to uproot it by humbling our hearts, recognizing that we need God, And then instead, we need to grow in dependence and trust and faith and intimacy with God. So don't look at Philippians 4, 6 through 7, this passage we've been looking at, as a mantra or a quote that automatically eases anxiety, that just makes it disappear in the blink of an eye. We need to draw near to the person of Christ in our anxiety. We need to depend on the person of Christ who helps us out of the pit of anxiety. God's word is true. This process is true. But we never, we should never forget that it's the person of Christ. It's drawing near to him and depending on him, emphasis on the him, that really helps us in our day-to-day lives and in this pursuit of killing anxiety in our lives. Sweet friend, God is not overwhelmed by your anxiety. He's not overwhelmed by your neediness. And there is hope out of anxiety. I'm not saying that you and I will never have any more anxieties in this life after listening to this episode or after reading this passage because that's just the world that we live in. But I want to remind you that we can fight anxiety and defeat it daily if we keep persevering, if we keep casting that active verb like we talked about every single day. It's going to take work. It's going to take perseverance. It's going to take endurance. But we can. 
I'm in this with you, sweet friend, and most importantly, so is the Lord your God. So let's be caster of our cares. Let's be dependent on him in everything. Let's be humble in our pursuit and let's memorize scripture so that we can recall those truths in our moments of anxiousness and fearfulness. Let's be people who see reality, that anxiety is real, but God is bigger and he has not left us alone to fight. It was so sweet to talk to you again today in this episode, and I pray that this reminder of encouragement and Philippians 4, 6 through 7 was just that boost of confidence in the Lord that you needed. I pray that you study it. I pray that you are an active caster of your cares now. I'm walking this with you. It's not easy, but we can do it. Remember, we're not left alone. We don't have to do it alone. So if you have a moment, I would so appreciate if you could take a screenshot of you listening to this episode on whatever app you're on, share it to your social medias, your Instagram stories, tag me at Miss Tara Sun and at Truth Talks with Tara, our podcast account, our exclusive account, and just share it with the world. Friend, I'm so thankful that you chose to tune into this episode with me today. My prayer is that it gave you hope against your fight against anxiety, your daily fight. I just pray that it would just recenter your heart in God's truth and not overwhelm you, but give you a lot of practical things in your day-to-day life. I know I'm walking through it too. Also, on your way out of the episode, please make sure to subscribe to the show. This is a really awesome way of making sure that you are involved in the show, that you know when new episodes drop each week, it'll just automatically notify you all the amazing things. And if you have some time and you want to encourage some people in your lives, take a screenshot of this episode and post it to your Instagram stories. Tag me at Miss Tara Sun and at Truth Talks with Tara. I would love to see and maybe hear what God really emphasized to you in this show. It would be such a blessing to hear your heart and how God's working. So thank you again for being here. I love you and I cannot wait to chat next week. We'll see you soon.